Welcome to Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Today we have Tara Kilbride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What up, adults comedy? Woo. Um, very happy to have you here. Yeah. Yeah. We've known each other, what, now, since, when did you get here? Uh, 2019. 2019. Yeah, but I moved to Berlin twice because I was in the States for a while during lockdown, mm-hmm. so... Yeah. Yeah. And now you're now you're now you're sowing your your seeds. That sounds weird. Sounds like yeah. you're ejaculating everywhere. I kind of am ejaculating all through the town with my comedy. <laughs> with your comedy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, sowing those seeds. <laughs> and you're like you're hosting Sunday Slips regularly, right? Uh, I've done it once. You've done it. Oh, yeah, yeah. In my head, it was like a million times. Yeah. Big personality, Anna. Big, Big personality, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I've done it once, but, yeah, I'm starting to host my own shows now, too. Yes. Um, some stuff at the wall. Yeah. Uh, we're branding it as uh, Awkward Comedy. Awkward Comedy. Pretty why, on the nose. Why, Tara? Why? Well, you know, maybe maybe we'll find out later in the podcast. We'll, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> so, yeah, doing those, and then I'm also doing a show called uh, Hot and Bothered uh, Comedy Ooh. and Burlesque. Comedy and Burlesque. Mm-hmm. That is super sexy. Yeah, I love that. I, I don't ask the comedians to strip. Don't worry. I want to do a show where comedians have to strip during their sets right because that happened accidentally at your show (laughs) it happens a lot at my shows not me doing it okay okay. not me doing it it's always men Ah, uh, taking off their shirts right right. and sometimes pants apparently and uh okay yeah it it was suggested to me by an audience member when i when i gave them the concept they were like well you could do it as sort of like like a strip poker sort of situation with like the jokes you know like the more you're bombing the more you have to like i mean i reckon the more you're you're doing well for each like real yeah. that way you encourage you the audience to. yes exactly to be expressive yeah, so the yeah. better the jokes hit like with each like laugh yes, break you better. have to take off a piece of clothing yes that's way better right oh that sounds fun yeah and sassy and sexy and amazing yeah i was talking about it with julieta we were gonna do like a, a kink kink comedy Fuck yeah yeah and then um yeah, it's just nothing's happened with it because, like, I guess there's also a part of me that's like, oh, God, like, how naked am I going to get on stage right. if, I'm, if I'm making this thing? <laughs> well, you could, I, you know, I, I'm thinking you could get pasties, right? So Definitely. So you could be, like, you know, totally. I've always wanted to get pasties. Me too. Like, I've got rather big nipples. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Humble brag. <laughs> I don't know, well. <laughs> brag like i think if you've got big nipples you're like uh, i got big nipples like it's more of embarrassing it feels like it's a blessing well like the areola or like the nip itself or both no the areola oh okay yeah yeah the nip it's like yeah. i haven't had kids so yet then you so you actually nips, need to get the yeah i need like big pasties like right. it'll be like yeah well that sounds like our next hangout I th- okay let's Clearly. get pasties yeah, yeah. Get pasties. where do you get pasties i want to get ones that are like ridiculous like the little top on like the hat that spins around like propeller oh, i mean maybe yeah. not that ridiculous yeah. but like i don't know could you make it like the nose of a dolphin or like oh the nose of a dolphin like everyone that's I don't so, know. I that's saw, really good. Yeah, something like that, where they can have a little personality to them. Yeah, right. Uh, little characters on the nips. I think. <laughs> I don't know. What other right? ideas could they be? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, um, I started thinking fruit, but that's not really weird. Like, yeah. Um, Ooh. Like uh, maybe like um, they they have buttons and they like you could like like they, they could things. be like three three little like little keyboards. <laughs> Nip accordion. That's amazing. It's a really good idea. <laughs> okay. Oh, maybe should... I'll present that at the next stand up. Yeah, um, yeah. Startup stand up. Right. And we you, you do a little puppetry. Like everyone's yeah. heard puppetry of the penis and you know, puppetry we're just, the boobies. We're it's, taking it back. Sister. Yeah, it's like, you it's know? A, I just feel like there's, yeah, I think there is more to be done with the boobs. We just, we're not like boys where we're like doing the helicopter and like swinging right, them around. Cause, right, right. Because that's bad for the tissue, right? And that's, right. That makes them stretch. But like, I feel like there is more, like if you got, if you got like, 
good um, pasties that had something you could use, like you could maneuver your breasts into like funny things, right? right. Like, or if you drew on them, works you know? of art, really. Yeah, you know, like cubism. Or cubism. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you make like a Picasso. Yeah. Them. Or I was thinking, like, yeah. even you know, like those little like um, flip books where like you you flip the pages and it's like a little man that's running and jumping <laughs> and then going to the. You could do like you know you, you push the boobs into different. That's amazing. That's, this is really good. <laughs> this is good, right? I think there's something here. I, I would love it. I would love to do your, yeah, the strip show. The strip show, yeah. yeah. I want to do it. I want to do it. I think yeah. it's a good idea. And like, yes, it's sexualizing people, but like, what is entertainment if right, not like, right. I don't know, a bit, a bit of tension. Right. And a bit of, I think it's empowering too. I mean, personally, just yeah. to, just to be able to have your body on stage in that way. Yeah. I, well, and if, especially if it has like a funny element, I bet you get the. You know what? I would love also to try and do some, I've always wanted to try and do burlesque, like, because, you really? know, like funny nudity, like semi nudity, yeah. like doing something funny with your body. That's like awkward yeah. or, or like, um, yeah, it's just so ridiculous that it makes people laugh. Like physical humor is something that I really would like to ah, experiment a bit more with. Right. Right. Where like your butt is doing like funny things. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Or like my thighs talk to each other <laughs> or like, I don't know. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Chicken wings, like yeah. bingo wings, the, the arm flap. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yes. Like embracing the ugly, like what society can, you know, deems ugly on your body, like using that for humor. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Like, I also played around with, like, a drag king character, but he wasn't, like, a drag king. He was more just, like, right. like a, 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 what would you say, like, a bigoted. In my character, like, my male character was going to be my twin. Ah, okay. And uh, he was basically going to be, um, like, a super misogynistic gay, oh, yeah. gay dude. Right, right. <laughs> I, I, I had I had a yeah I had a couple like drag characters and it, well well just bringing it back to the the whole uh, sexy like there was a whole period of time where all I did was like sexy cabaret dances like we put together like mixes of pop music and it was like at a time where I really needed to find that like sexual nature in myself mm-hmm. and it was so fucking empowering we had one with three women where we all dove into a cake face first and then flipped up our hair and like kept dancing oh my god that's so great it was so fucking hot and we were dressed in like little like crop tops it was for a birthday party for this this cabaret theater uh-huh. it was a type a cabaret theater where people throw like PBR cans on stage and shit and it was all just like really hot and really raw and totally punk rock fuck yeah that sounds amazing yeah it just really got me back into that like state where it was really empowered and we choreographed the dances too but I mean you know half the time we weren't quite on but it wasn't about that it was Mm -hmm. about like these fierce like grown ass women Mm -hmm. coming together to be like sexy and raw and like like, you know just like the whole uh, uh, you know there's that book like women running with the wolves or whatever dude that's my bible Clarissa yeah Pinkola. Pinkola. It was like that raw, like feminine, sexual. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It just, yeah. It, uh, yeah. Very cool. Fucking so you've perfect. read. Okay. So Women Who Run With The Wolves is a book that I stole from my mother's uh, library when I was about maybe like 18 or 20 okay. and um, and didn't read it. And each time I went to go, like went to read it, I, I was like, mm, I'm not ready for this. And then <laughs> I remember the last time I did that, I was with my ex-husband and I started reading it and then I stopped and he was like, why'd you stop reading that book? And I was like, because if I keep reading this, I will leave you. Right, right. And I yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
And then I read through that book and like he was a classic blue beard, like the whole, there's so much, okay, it's not all heteronormative at all, but it's yeah, like, yeah. it's just about, so this book is about um, uh, re-engaging your wild woman nature. Right. And finding all those like like bones in the closet and that mm-hmm. like deep, raw, fierce sexual feminine, but mm-hmm. also those like, you know, the, 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 the skeletons in the closet and the deep healed, like unhealed parts and getting in touch with that like mm-hmm. darkness and really embracing that as a whole part of your feminine being and it's, yeah it's so fucking cool because even even i think amongst women we like hide that certain not even hide but we might couch it in like conversation mm-hmm. versus like i feel like that book really taps into like like a very raw energetic mythology of that yeah of, of like this all the facets of what it is to be a woman and those really yeah those deep kind of um instinctual connected with the earth um right. you know our cycles all of that ritual but ri- and, and ritual and yeah. um essentially what the book does um just for people listening is uh, it goes through different fairy tales uh, right. from around the world and then uh, analyzes them within a sort of psychoanalytical feminist perspective by you feminists mean- just yeah more like these are the things, um, lessons you can, you, you know, things to be aware of right. in the world and the dangers. And right. um, the wolf thing is really important because like the way that wolves uh, interact with nature, like exist, how they exist is it's very much... Um, well, obviously they're wild, they're wild animals, but like how they will, you know, look around and, and, and assess all the danger and they will like fight for their, mm-hmm. you know, their their place and they're young and they will, yeah, there's lots of, um, lots of nice little metaphors or analogies or things uh-huh. that connect, yeah, with and, also how women, yeah, can be. Mm-hmm. And different sides of, 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 of different archetypes. Yeah. In a very Jungian way. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. And um, what my one of my tattoos, actually, uh, the one on my left arm is um, Baba Yaga's house. And that's oh. from the fairy tale Vasalisa yeah, and yeah. Baba Yaga. And, uh, cool. Yeah, I got that because, uh, well, there's a bunch <sighs> of meaning in it. But, yeah, that book, uh, ladies, ladies everywhere. Read Check it. Check out Women Read Who it. Run With The Wolves. Yeah. My, feed your soul. <laughs> feed your soul. Yeah, my um, my best friend. I always talk about best friends, but I do have like several best friends. My one of my best friends in Australia. She, um, yeah, I gave it to her, and then she's actually started a book club, and she's given it to lots of other women, and yeah, so she's yeah. now got a book club once a month yeah. where they talk about different chapters and. I am horribly absent because uh, it's like on the other side of the world and I just, right, right. I'm busy and stuff, but it's, um, yeah. it's a really, and I've given it to lots of other people. I've given it to like three people in Berlin as well. Yeah. That was a book I, I ended up giving to a few different people as well. Speaking of like, like connecting with like, like books and groups, that was one mm-hmm. cool thing I did over lockdown was I attended, um, uh, like a dream, uh, workshop or gathering mm. like someone who was studying more from like the perspective of like uh, uh, Judaism and mysticism and so mm-hmm. we would come and we would like share a dream and we would all there there was a process there was like four steps and I don't remember of course now I don't remember which one it was but it was probably similar to like what you would do in like an art making process where like mm-hmm. you ask questions then then they ask questions and mm-hmm. then maybe you you highlight things that you notice and then we do the interpretation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then the person who who takes that information then changes or ends the dream basically mm. after they've received you know six people's uh, yeah, feedback yeah. where it's like okay what's the resolution of this dream and as they're actually doing it it, it was pretty for lack of a better like hippie term pretty pretty alchemical because you mm-hmm. know we had like a moment of just really paying attention to that person and, and finding that resolution 
That's beautiful. I'm oh, sorry, yeah. I was just taking on my jumper. Um, I am <laughs> getting hot in here. Um, I love dream interpretation like a lot. Like I think um, so. My mom studied psychotherapy uh, when I was in high school, and that's part of the reason why I started going to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> and um, but it's a like Jungian psychotherapy, so right. um, it's very much about just like. Yeah, like deep, like delving, obviously, naturally, all psychotherapy does it, but like delving into, um, yeah, the, the root, root, root feelings and, and maybe the original places where that, that started, but also looking at really just building tools um, for you to, to, to deal with your trauma and your, you know, um, and, and give yourself, yeah, tools to move forward. So yeah, yeah. Um, I bring that up because you were talking about dream interpretation. And yeah, um, my mom really encouraged me to always keep a dream journal. And we huh? would talk about our dreams. And actually, my stepfather would too. And I feel like, yeah, my, my thing is like, some people are like, oh, dreams are just like, you know, these like uh, discarded photographs um, of memory being randomly processed in your brain. And it's like, sure. dude, it's your subconscious processing stuff. Right, right. It's not Especially just like if they random. reoccur, you know? Because yeah, yeah. over time, like, yeah, I have like guilty animal dreams. And I'm just like, mm. what what needs to be nourished? What, yeah. what is that suffering guinea pig coming over and over again? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> there is a side of me that like needs to nourish this thing and it, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of guilt and it, you know it's energy I'm holding on from past experience I, I, I guarantee it mm-hmm. but there's mm-hmm. a reason it's coming back because it's not I mean the, arguably there's probably some instances where it is just oh I saw that at the store totally but the ones that have a feeling around them mm-hmm. those are the ones you need to pay attention to yeah and yeah and i i like i journal like it's not a thing that um everyone does but like i try to write in a journal most days sometimes i get too busy but i try to not just write when it's bad stuff because i've got like 20 journals <laughs> just full of of like horrible depression in my in my bookshelf and it's like and i read re- like somewhere that you know if you write down something um like write about a positive experience uh, scientifically. They did a study. You remember that ten times longer wow. than um, if you didn't write it down. And right, so right. writing both the positives and the negatives. But on top of that, like I always keep this journal next to my bed, so that I, as soon as I wake up from a dream, I try to write it down. Yeah, yeah. Because I've had so Ooh. much insight from mm-hmm. dreams. Like dreams have really um, by writing dreams down and then looking back at them afterwards, and realizing what my subconscious is 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 feeling and knowing and uh-huh. and then i get so yeah. much clarity in it and it gives me so much closure or um relief around decisions i've made or you know understanding situations and oh this is how i'm feeling right yeah right yeah. right and it kind of illuminates it in, in in like a very like visual and an emotional way when you can see it and mm. i always find too like 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 when a dream is a reoccurring and like something has shifted in it it's like oh thank god and i might not have remembered it if i hadn't recorded mm-hmm. it like what i do is i have like the phone recording and so i will i'll speak into it mm-hmm. i'll speak into my phone because you have to capture it right when you're awake yeah and so i'll either take take a note or or a voice recording and uh what one of the things i did in minneapolis was i had a dream dance group with like two other women that's so cool and yeah and we would share it started off as like wanting to share dreams then we made dance around it and um yeah it became really powerful these 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 like things you know speak like for an example one moment but might be um angela had this dream where everyone was like throwing jalapenos at her and like (laughs) (laughs) and like saying shit and then and then she her response was just like well well why don't you make the chicken dinner and she stormed off and it was just it was fucking perfect like it's like like an advertisement for like like some kind of mexican brand right right (laughs) 
but it was also like just to kind of bring it back to what we're talking about like a yeah. little bit about like dealing with misogyny and shit like mm-hmm. that that's what ended up coming out we had a whole improv that it happened because we would meet in these rehearsal spaces and share dreams but we were also trying to tackle misogyny so we had this whole thing that was just us you know dancing and saying shit that men had said to us over and over again oh yeah you know like, that's great yeah like do you want me to come on my tits or my face my tits or my face are those the only two options that's so I'm great. so busy. I'm so busy. I'm sorry. I've just been so busy. Like, <laughs> you know, like, how busy are you? How busy? How busy? And we would do this gesture of like how masturbating. Busy yeah, yeah. It was. Um. So we were taking. Oh, that's We were empowering. taking the shit and flipping it on its head, mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. what I observed in in your comedy last night, which I appreciated. Ah, thanks. Yeah. yeah. So I'm. Yeah. I um. Yeah, man, like, uh, we've got to do that. Like, we have, you know, we have so much um, anger and resentment for mm-hmm. the way that we are, uh, re- like, how people react to us. Right. When by people, I mean largely men. But, you know, women can also embody that level yeah. of, um, of eh, you know, these words. I try to avoid them, but, like, that level of, like, patriarchal disrespect <laughs> yeah and then we take that on sometimes that that mm-hmm. that's when it becomes the problem is i mean mm-hmm. i i try not to anymore mm-hmm. but i think there's a way of like when you take it back and you give it back that there, there's a way of there's a yeah. therapy there and there's an empowerment and there's a there's a processing and there's a i don't know like yeah what what do you when you when you're constantly like harassed by um people it's like how do you deal with that without that becoming more and more embedded inside you yeah and so you've got to you've got to put it out and like it's not going to be the last time that you know i like once i get this joke really working which is basically yeah dealing with all the sexual well i'll call it sexual harassment but even just harassment by men in public spaces um you know by by making a joke out of it and, and and trying to flip it and show like trying to make men also feel um, uncomfortable and, right. and, and putting it in, in this reverse situation like I'll do this but that doesn't mean that this is like a, there won't be more times I need to process right. this but you so know it's like an energy of, of, of righteous anger versus toxic mm-hmm. anger because toxic yeah. toxic anger you know whether directed at someone else or yourself mm. is not you know productive but righteous anger when right, used yeah. in like a creative way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's a charge behind it like you know like like yeah. being nervous or, or anxious or feeling that adrenaline there's a charge behind it which can make a good set or a good art piece same with righteous anger mm-hmm. if directed in yeah you know a good way exactly exactly and like and then having other people respond to that like i think that's the the biggest yeah, part the of the therapy like there's the expressing of it but then it's people coming like i've i've had women come up to me like in my first year of comedy with this joke that i talk about um uh, being scared walking home at night uh-huh. and uh and yeah i make a joke about you know um like it makes me more nervous when i walk home with a pizza because what kind of rapist doesn't like pizza <laughs> right <laughs> And all the women are like, we know, we totally know. And the men are like, oh, shit. Yeah. 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 Mm. And I've had women come up to me after the show and just be like, thank you so much for that joke. Like people say you shouldn't joke about rape, but we need to like, we need to laugh at the ridiculousness of how much we feel um, uh, like how we feel like prey, like how we, yeah. we feel. Um, what's the verb? Like not predated, but like, um, yeah, like just, yeah. you know, like in this, in this 
we're not victims, but like we're put in the situation where we right. are scared because and we how know all these ridiculous things. Ridiculous is that? It's insane. It's right. it's it's so fucked up. And like yeah, and also the other thing about like turning this um this anger like when you can turn on yourself as well. It's like I used to in my early twenties. I started dressing in like I would dress down. Totally. I would dress like totally. A, I would dress in the least flattering clothes often right. and it's not like just like it wasn't to make myself less attractive but I, I would dress like a boy to limit the reasons why someone would interact right. with me right and and how terrible is that like a it's gonna happen anyway mm-hmm. and b to like lose some of your your um yeah your 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 power or or your divine like sexual per- person yeah and i found like I, f- I feel the same thing i feel like that was cut off from me for many years because i lived in minneapolis and street harassment especially as a pedestrian because i was always a biker Mm -hmm. and a pedestrian Mm -hmm. and it's not very common that that you take public transit exclusively people have cars but i was living the artist lifestyle and working at a bar and that's That's what i did all i've ever done as well and i had to like strip (laughs) off this this very like pleasurable side of myself i Mm -hmm. couldn't walk down the street feeling and think that think that's partially where those dances came out like i did some work Mm -hmm. that directly responded to that um in performance art and in in, in like a visual public art Mm -hmm. but but i think i think those dances were like okay i'm ready to take the side back now and i'm ready to show it to people and i'm ready to like celebrate it and i'm ready to um feel that in my own body again so that hopefully i can Mm -hmm. feel it um with people that i choose to feel it with right yeah yeah totally totally yeah it's interesting how it's like that it gets taken away yeah yeah it's like i've almost been grateful for the face masks recently when i wear lipstick because it's like well at least they can't see that part of my face yeah. <laughs> like at least it's one it's like oh this is weird that i'm like and i shouldn't like i don't want to be feeling like ah oh, i'm i'm able to cover this part of myself that would get more attention yeah but it's like i'm you know wearing lipstick it's like yeah. it's not about getting your attention it's about me enjoying yeah. how this looks and i can do that Fuck and it's yeah. it's it's self-expression and that doesn't yeah. it's not an invitation right it's right. never an invitation yeah i even <laughs> felt early on like it just to kind of i'm going off on, on a little tangent but yeah yeah but like when i was little when i was very young i you know i grew up in like in like a neighborhood where you had to fight yourself off from from bullies and i'm starting mm-hmm. to address it now i feel like my, my comedy's just getting to a place where i'm starting to get a little more real again i'm even excited it, even in a very goofy way but i'd stepped away from it because my mm-hmm. performance art again was a lot about misogyny and this deeper shit so i went to comedy i started with it's it's pretty you know set up punchline it's not so deep but now i'm ready to get back into that yeah. and um oh, where was i going oh you had to defend yourself from like bullies on the pl- there was always a masculine and a feminine side mm-hmm. like when i was defending myself from bullies i had I used to wear a ball cap and a ponytail and i was so what was fucked up is that I felt so complimented when a guy's like introduced me as, as as a boy. He's like, well, she's a boy, right? And he assumed, even though I totally looked like a girl, mm-hmm. I didn't look like a boy as a kid. Mm-hmm. But because I was wearing a baseball cap and, mm-hmm. you know, like a T-shirt and mm-hmm. some baggy jeans that I felt so hot in, mm-hmm. even throughout high school, like I loved wearing bo- men's baggy jeans and like a tank top. It's empowering. It's very empowering. And mm-hmm. I also liked the, the very feminine mm-hmm. shit. But mm-hmm. that had that was much more loaded. I liked both, which says yeah. a little bit about my, my sexuality is I loved both of those mm-hmm. things. Yeah. I feel um, I feel the same way. Like, yeah, wearing like baggy jeans and a, you know, it's not about like, hiding the body. It's like wearing you can wear a pair. Of, like I've got a pair of baggy jeans now that you know, like they're baggy, but you can see that I'm like, yeah, you can see my body still through them. And yeah. then like you know, just a t-shirt and there's something very. Yeah, like there's something equally empowering about that, but it's a different right. type of power. It's like I could reach around from the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
that's yeah. what that says yeah no but and i can you yeah, know and yeah this and it's not <laughs> another thought in my head is like also like i could get that hot that hot you know that beautiful like tall blonde scandinavian like I don't yeah. know, warrior female over there. Like I could, I could hit on her. Yeah. And, but it's not just about dressing like a man, feeling like you can then objectify yeah. women. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just <No>. a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like this, there's, there's something in being like, I feel attractive, even though I'm not, um, I'm not conforming to how women right. are supposed to be. Right. There's, there's a separation there. Attractive. If, yeah. If, if you're going into like some sort of visual, there's, separation there versus if you're if you're com- working from the inside out which is like what is my energy saying today like mm-hmm. fucking heels today or like mm-hmm. you know fucking baggy jeans or mm-hmm. whatever the the message is internally and then you find the outer expression which is so complex and nuanced and not visibly seen in most mm-hmm. you know i feel like um more and more like it uh, i think every woman can relate to like the what am i gonna wear you know <laughs> and even men do to a point for sure but like um i have a very like i have multiple person so many personalities in my wardrobe but it's all, it's all facets of me but i feel right. more and more i really like I really, I kind of like the wild woman. I really try and like, I know what I want to wear. Yeah. Like I'll be, and it's very, it sounds so dumb, but like, I think what you wear is a real expression of how you're feeling and like who you are to a point. And, and like, maybe like I go through periods where I don't like anything in my wardrobe and nothing seems to reflect uh, me. But then I go through periods where I just feel like, oh yeah, like this is exactly me right now. And like, oh, it feels so much better to take that time and do that intentionally. Mm -hmm. I think that was one Mm -hmm. thing I missed during lockdown. And now that that's, that's opened, I went, I mean, today's an exception. I'm just lazy but um (laughs) but that's how how you're feeling that's how i'm feeling is like very complacent but no but like when you go to like who i go to humana this is a this is sponsored by humana dude um humana has yeah like i'd say a a quarter of my wardrobe is from humana when you take that extra time to be that intentional about how Mm -hmm. am i feeling and Mm -hmm. how is this gonna like it's just makes a huge difference and i think we're like also it's a there's another element i think even before i was performing on stage this was still like something that occupied me like how i want to present myself but being on stage particularly it's like mm-hmm. what like yeah like you 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 need to feel confident and comfortable in your skin and your and what you're wearing so that's right. a an added thing and you also want to be you're an entertainer Right. So you also want to be presenting something that's showing right. your respect right. for the sense of occasion. Right, right, totally. <laughs> Although, well, I shouldn't say this. There was a particular gig I wore shorts at a protest with recently uh, that I shouldn't have. Anyway. You wore shorts at a gig that you don't think you should have? Well, whatever. No, what do you it mean? Was, What's wrong with shorts? I know. It was, it, I wanted to feel more masculine. I ha- It was interesting. I, fe- I felt like very beautiful from, from the waist up. I had a nice shirt on and nice mm-hmm. makeup and I really just wanted to fucking wear shorts. Yeah. Uh, so I did. Yeah. Um, why, I also, why do you think you shouldn't have? It's a whole thing. We'll talk, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk later. This is not for the public did podcast. Did someone say something? And no, that's no, no, no. It's fine. It was. It it felt pleasurably defiant in a way. I'll just say that. So mm. yeah, we'll talk later. Juicy. I do. I do miss costumes though. Like <gasps> just to costumes. bring like my performance art was all about that. Like entire personas were created by wearing like a fucking blue fur vest and like booty shorts, like entire cot, like entire characters were, were made out of, um, yeah, like articles of clothing. And I used to have a rack like this when I when I had a little place in Minneapolis in my little dress-up room with, with all the costumes. And mm-hmm. I miss that. That's another thing I'd like to get back into. 
I feel like it's a, you know, it takes more time, I guess, than, than doing comedy. I mean, maybe, it, 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 maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. It depends on how extreme the costumes are, I guess. But I, when I moved to Berlin, I was very like, I uh, felt pressured to uh, fit the Berlin kind of um, aesthetic and like reduced colors. And, you know, I've ah. always been someone that's worn a lot of like vintage dresses. Like I love, mm-hmm. I love like old, old timey dresses and, yeah. and pairing that with like, you know, sneakers uh, or doing stuff like that. And yep. I've only really in the last um, year gotten like really reconnected with that part of my, my, you know, outward, like, yeah. What would you call it? Um, aesthetic, uh, personal self-expression. Yeah. <laughs> Good felt, job. That was a lot of words. That was a lot. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like it's hilarious yeah. that we're talking about clothes, but it is something like it is something. It, it is. Um, we're talking about fucking with the expectation and yeah. tuning into your inner. Yeah. I mean, those are, those are important things they and are. how that manifests. I mean, Should otherwise share. it's, yeah, not conscious. And yeah. then what, you know, everything's a costume like if we're gonna break it down mm-hmm. everything's political everything's a costume uh-huh. you know so if you're not if you're not thinking about it then you're just not but if you are choosing especially as someone who you are presenting your body on a stage mm-hmm. um and a body body is a big part of it we sometimes forget about that as comedians but oh yeah like i think the lockdown really like doing all those online shows and then coming back onto the stage it's like my whole body is here like right oh, my whole Ooh, body yeah. is a part of this performance right, and right. it's integral like you're it's you're your body is like speaking to them as much as your words, totally. if not more, totally. depending on, right. on right. what you're doing. Yeah, and that, that took a while for me to get back to that comfort level, honestly. Yeah, yeah me too. Like totally. Like it's different, I think, when I was training in improvisation because we were very focused on the body, mm-hmm. even a lot harder because I have I have things with like my body on stage still. I don't know why. I guess it's different mm-hmm. if I'm choosing. Like if I'm doing a sexy dance intentionally, it's like bam 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 but then mm-hmm. i am like the object in the space which is different than than letting people come to you and observing mm-hmm. you which mm-hmm. is a lot mm-hmm. more intimate which is what you're trying to do in comedy mm-hmm. so yeah. so i've observed myself too which whereas like okay playing with different presences and i i still do not have a cracked or or what or what i want to do but um i think it takes a long time because there's also like so much of com like stand-up comedy you're it takes a long time i think it, like i don't feel anywhere near to the I feel like I've improved a lot with um, my physical presence on stage. Right. Um, I don't feel like, I'm, yeah, more aware, more like, um, more flowing. I feel like I'm more expressive, definitely just more comfortable. Yeah. But really, um, like, like uh, getting a grip on, like you using your physical form uh, in the comedy as as much as possible that's something like that's a long way off to really be right exploiting that to its greatest potential in, right. in like the least exploitative way but like in a you know like manifesting everything you could right. in the physical form right. but also the reason why it's a bit tricky is because we're often more often than not we are testing new things yeah yeah <laughs> and so it's like we're also there's so much um there's so much importance on like rhythm and choice of words and right. and and um and intonation and how we present something verbal that right. the physical comes much later. Totally. I mean, mm. the, the quickest way for me to get connected again to my body is through using my voice. Mm-hmm. And I've always been a lot more confident, like on a microphone, uh, using my voice, and then I can get grounded in my body. I know for most dancers, it's very different. Like they're often terrified to speak on stage. That feels so vulnerable. And for me, it's the opposite, mm, probably yeah. from some of the reasons we were talking about before. Um, but yeah, if I, if I get into my voice, and that's the first telltale sign, if I'm nervous, you know, I hear it. Mm-hmm. If I can really ground into my voice, my body will follow. And mm-hmm. um, 
you know, to your point about using your body too, it doesn't always have to be like big. Like I think there's this tendency to like throw the shit at the people and that can mm-hmm. be very effective if you're trying to boost the energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be able to develop all the nuances, like you look at yeah. a drag queen and, and they and they, they make you come to them and mm-hmm. then they make one gesture and mm-hmm. it just like blows your fucking mind. Mm-hmm. And then you see comedians that come on that really contain and make, you know, they build tension and then they just give a little mm-hmm. and you see people that have bigger energies. But but to be able mm-hmm. to have a full palette, I think would be very fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. And just like, yeah, that like speaking of like giving very little, but then just doing one facial expression and it just like kills. Yeah. Or it yeah. just like totally it changes everything. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Oh my God. It's like cook. It's like French cooking versus <laughs> versus like fucking, I don't know, like some sort of like. Well, Japanese, maybe Japanese is like so subtle and then like. Like maybe Japanese versus uh, American. Yeah, I was just thinking too. It was just like barbecue sauce, barbecue, barbecue. sauce. Who wants ketchup and barbecue sauce? Blah. I did fried chicken, fried and cheese, chicken. and yeah, yeah, yeah. You want blue cheese sauce with that? I have no idea what this accent is, but like those insane, <laughs> insane flavors. Whereas Japan is like Japanese food is so much about like subtle, subtle. Right, mm, you can right. Just taste that and that and right. Yeah. And people have their different flavors. I'm not knocking it. I'm just trying to like process like what I'm trying mm. to figure out with my own body. I did it recent, not recently, but for lockdown, someone someone introduced me as like, oh man, she's so physical. She's such a physical comedian. And I was intentionally trying to play with held back. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh no. oh no. I don't even know who I am anymore. What's happening? Oh um, man. Oh. But yeah, just practice. Just like, practice, just, yeah. Just being in your body. And you know, my, 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 my mentor in Amsterdam who teaches uh, dancers, actors, tech artists, everyone, she always says, let the body lead. Mm-hmm. let the body lead and i and i'm mm-hmm. now just at the point yeah. where it's like i understand my material enough that and i'm still you know working on new stuff but i feel it's confident to try to practice that where yeah. i really let my body lead. lead yeah and i um i think that applies to everything right like you know going back everything. to women who run with the wolves yeah. it's just like your body will tell you before your mind Get, catches up right. always about everything like right. how you feel in a situation like the other night Ooh. I had this horrible situation with the guy I was seeing and um already like my body was like like my my body wanted to go inside and get dressed and leave like right. my body was like like yep. it was it was it was pulling me to go through the balcony window and get back into his room and get dressed and leave and yeah, it was like wow yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, like my head was trying to catch up it was like okay what what are the pros and cons of leaving right now right. what happens your what mental's are, trying to override or just trying yeah just trying to figure it out like yeah trying to override but also just trying to figure out okay but why am i feeling this okay what's yeah and because there can be like let let the body lead but there can be old habits like old um psychological kind of um responses that are based on uh old trauma and survival techniques that are outdated and don't serve you absolutely so, but like, but you know, if you're feeling uncomfortable, you're feeling uncomfortable. And like, if right. you're wanting to leave, yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe leave for yeah. at least a bit. <laughs> Learning the differences between like, is this a trauma trigger or is this my intuition yeah, trying to keep me safe? Totally. I, that's totally. what I, yeah, work on a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big, it's a big process. <laughs> right. Totally. Totally. Yay for trauma. Yay. Oh my yeah. God. Oh my God. Trauma and sex are very closely linked for me. <laughs> I think they're very closely linked for a lot of people. <laughs> not to not saying you're not unique, um, but no, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I think they are like, and I think probably 
well, it doesn't have to be a gender divide or whatever. Yeah. I feel like... Um, for everyone, probably. Yeah, for everyone. Well, yeah, like, I don't feel... Like, for me, I don't feel... I I, I, not, I do not have trauma linked with sex. Like, I've only had a, a couple... Like, a handful of, like, iffy consent moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then, like, yeah, only a handful. And I've had that much sex <laughs> like the handles very few <laughs> and like how i've dealt with them it's been like in my later life it's a life. percentage situation really it's a numbers game if you just fuck enough people then, then the like pot a... of the good stuff gets bigger and your trauma gets smaller exactly. like if take hand... out a bearish advice <laughs> like those handful of bad consent situations are like one grain of sand yeah, yeah, exactly. and like all the beaches i like your system and i think i'm gonna use it <laughs> But I was, I was really, I'm just, I'm very like, I'm very lucky, I guess. And I haven't had um, any worse. And so like, for me, sex is not an area of trauma, but definitely like, um, like trusting, uh, relationships that like, as in like, um, yeah, like not in a, in a sex environment, but very much in a, in a, um, uh, love, like, um, love, whether it be friendship or romantic relationship. Right. Uh, trusting people is like right. definitely very tra- traumatized or there. being like very like sexually attracted to like very wrong people I guess that's more what I was into it was yeah. like some of the hottest fucking sex is like total narcissist and it's, it's mm. horrible I'd love to undo that tie yeah. I would love to undo that tie I, I also have like strong connections to the like I have been very attracted predominantly to narcissists for yeah. like a long time I've had some great people in my life do not fit that but yeah. some very like big people in there uh and and i had like recurring uh, this recurring um <laughs> attraction to absolute narcissists yeah, yeah. totally yeah. and i think I'm, I'm i don't know how do you how, how are you breaking that how am i break well recently well i don't know how i'm breaking it well first of all i just do you think you are breaking the the cycle well, well recently i was attracted to someone and i brought it up to a friend because um we we both know this person and mm-hmm. um she was not attracted to him she's like what tara like i i just i have an impression that he wouldn't be that good of a lover and i was like oh, i didn't really get that impression i was feeling more mm-hmm. and i'm just we both agreed that he was probably someone who's very kind and like uh genuinely an interesting person and so terrible I, in bed yeah i don't know because i it, what i wasn't getting that i was not getting that so i don't know but, but again she has the same tendency so i don't know if like oh. i'm healing or if i'm just like not picking up on something that she's ah, very aware okay. of you know what I'm, I'm saying just, i know what you're saying so I, this is yeah she basically was like he's not enough of a narcissist yeah exactly he's not enough of an asshole yeah, and like yeah. it's total hot and you know so mm-hmm. i took it as a sign of growth that i was choosing someone who wasn't the most like visually stunning mm-hmm. individual yeah. but like someone who i think might be really interesting and i'm like actually that's kind of cool but I, but there was a charge there it wasn't like you know intellectually mm-hmm. choosing someone interesting you think might treat you well because that that's fucking bullshit it doesn't like, work there's like no that. charge there yeah, no. it doesn't work but there was a charge there and it was mm-hmm. someone who was you know not that flashy or grand mm-hmm. in any sense mm-hmm. of the word mm-hmm. and so i don't know if that's a sign i mean nothing was pursued Why i not? guess uh, well i don't know i don't really pursue <laughs> people really? no no really at all not really anymore. I mean, the last couple, again, this was like a while back. Like, do you co- show like one card, you know? like A, you show little, like a little bit. Little. I just like, yeah, yeah. Like, hi, how's it going? I think, but again, Dude, to, really? to bring it back to body, you know yeah, what I mean? To bring yeah, it back yeah. to body. I think there's something that happens where if my body feels something, I, I get a little bit like, I get like, like the kid in the schoolyard that's like, maybe I should just ignore this person in public and maybe it's <laughs> so Aww. fucking stupid. But it is, it's that's hard. It's, it is yeah, I'm just like so, a massive hunter. I mean, the last time I did it, you know, I had this like whirlwind, you know, cross 
a continental love affair with someone mm-hmm. you know he would lived in uh, india i mm-hmm. lived in united states we met in new york city we mm-hmm. met in europe like horror that, that's just a really bad idea but i, I did yes. pursue that person but and you I, did okay. i thought we had a lot in common mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. So I have done it before, and then I and obviously a lot of charge to you need. I think you need a lot of charge to pursue someone. Yeah, yeah. And I like in my pursuits, like in my early, I changed. I've changed how I pursue. In my earlier days, it was definitely like I will pursue this and see if I can get what I want. Now I'm much more like I, not manipulative, but I'm much more like you know like showing my interest in ways, but in no way pushing. Right. If something right. happens, something happens, but I'm right. not going to be pushing for something to happen. There needs to be there needs to be like push from both sides like right. little little you, you know, need to get to something back otherwise mm-hmm. that's just it doesn't make yeah a friend of mine was talking about this recently like 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 owning your intention but not owing the outcome mm. like is you know the same thing if you compliment mm-hmm. you know someone's comedy set or whatever it is as a friend like just mm-hmm. saying hey I really appreciated that like you're mm-hmm. you're owning this genuine intention of mm-hmm. like goodwill mm-hmm. or uh compliments or flirtation or whatever you call it but you're not owning the outcome you're not it doesn't have this intense charge behind it as to how you expect or need them to respond totally totally i think just yeah acting with yeah your intention you know that's that's respectful of the fact that you know this is this other person like you can yeah they have choices they have choices exactly and if you're not getting something back then don't pursue it because then that's fucking masochistic yeah yeah totally um yeah and i yeah i haven't done that for a long time but there were periods where i did that for sure in my in my earlier days yeah totally but um yeah oh man yeah love right yeah there were times of this where i felt like we were pacing and then he would like pull back and then i would keep going and that was Mm. masochistic yeah 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 that's masochistic yeah it's like i want this thing how i want it and i'm not gonna let let down and like give up until i get it right and and even if that destroys it yeah and to give them their consent to like want something different you know what i mean like you have to like honor that in someone it, yeah, it's yeah. problematic if they don't actually say it. But at the same time, you know, you need to be able to read s- read what they're telling you, bit, yeah, with their exactly. actions, and, and accept that. Yeah, and respect yourself by going, oh, look, this person hasn't like. If I go back, this person hasn't once instigated. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. Or, oh, this person is probably calling me up because they need a place to stay in real life. <laughs> yeah, that as well. Oof. Yeah, yeah. Oof. But, but you know what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Just following the um, the reciprocity. Yeah. Not totally. in a calculated way, but in a in a realistic way. Yeah, and just like checking in with yourself and how it feels. Do I feel respected? Yeah. Oh man, love, 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 love. Yeah. I don't know. We I, need. Yeah. I'm going. I was just gonna say we need to stick to um, dolphins on our titties. Yeah, we need to stick some dolphins on our titties. <laughs> I'm. I've been. I feel so. I feel very empowered this week because I've I've realized that the love dynamic that I've been like this the person that I've been seeing. It's just like it's. It's um I'm I'm probably not going to be engaging with it anymore. But I feel so uh, I feel so strong with what's happening in comedy at the moment, and um and I feel like the Fuck shows yeah. and uh like my joke writing and I like some of the performances that I've had, um yeah like I had a show on on Tuesday at Laughing Spree that was like I think it was maybe the best set I've like it was it was insanely good for nice. me like a good feeling like at the and yeah, i watched yeah. it back and it was like my comfort on stage my delivery of this very new joke and then just how and it was a very hot crowd absolutely yes. a hot crowd it's anyway hot lately, yeah. but it was like they were it was um yeah extremely yeah, yeah, validating yeah. and um and then yeah just with doing a comedy being like 
uh, I'm full, great turnout. sold out, yeah. you know, like, uh, and then, yeah, everything's just kind of trucking along and I can see, yeah, things opening up. It's like, you know what? This uh, love relationship that I was, I was, um, I was starting and developing. Okay. It's not going to, I don't think it's going to work out, uh-huh. but I feel like I've been so busy with comedy admin mm-hmm. and I'm feeling very satisfied and fulfilled yes. in all of this. And yes, of course I would love love in my life, but I am right. not like just nothing that's going to be taking my energy away. And that's what yes. this one has been doing. That's, that's, that's the bottom line is going mm. where the energy is and celebrating that and being realistic about it. Yeah. And that's exciting. Yeah, it is really exciting. I'm and really. And that's when you can let something in as or it's like, you don't need it, you know, yeah. but if it comes cool. Yeah, exactly. Cause you have your own energy you're, you're feeding your own force field with fucking art comedy friends whatever it is force fields baby um <laughs> uh, this uh cute um cute uh guy uh i called him a fanboy on a podcast uh, two episodes ago I, it's not a, it's not a good word because <laughs> he's actually like <laughs> he's um who's this fanboy he's no 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 no. he's like he's actually started he was doing the comedy uh stand-up school and he was just coming to a lot of my shows Aww. And uh, and he's not a fanboy. He's like a starting comedian. Right, he right, just right. never told me. He was right. coming to all my shows and just never told me that he was studying stand up. Okay. Anyway, I think I know who you mean, but I don't know. know. Yeah, I'm Probably. just not gonna yeah. say. Right, because we love this person. He's so sweet. Yes. And last night uh, he said something, but basically uh, he said something that then um, prompted me to say that I um, yeah I'm uh, I'm I'm what was it I'm like I'm making love with the universe <laughs> and i was like yeah i'm grinding down on the Whoa, universe like you said that yeah something like that oh yeah fuck yeah fuck why yeah. would you not i <laughs> yeah. mean yeah why would you not fuck the whole universe, universe. oh yeah and then this guy in the audience was like mm-hmm. what does that look like i'm like just imagine Absolutely. the galaxy between my legs like <laughs> maybe you can't see it maybe some have already right. seen it before but and uh, yeah i love that as a as a right yeah making love with the universe well and then there's the, it just implies like seasons too where it's Mm -hmm. like is this a full moon and i'm gonna go this way you know whether Mm -hmm. it comes to like delivering comedy or like what's what's actually happening Mm because if you're making love to the universe you're responding to like a period of rest in the winter and a summer Mm -hmm. but it's more subtle than that right yeah 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 and it's also like which is why when i'm ovulating on a full moon i masturbate on stage for my comedy (laughs) (laughs) sets. And I call that, I call that following the flow of the universe. <laughs> I always have a good set when I'm ovulating, but I decided just to take it to the next level and oh, give everyone a fucking gift. Yeah, right. You know? Right. It's I love ovulating. Real nice. I it's love it too. So intense. I'm a big but then fan of it. Right after ovulating, like when it's gone, yeah. that's I'm more aggressive then oh, than um, right really? before my period. Oh. Yeah, that's when my body's like, "You lost another opportunity." <laughs> Fuck. Oh, wow, yeah. I'm. Wow. I'm so like that is when i'm my peak um oh. cuntiness like right there right like, interesting yeah 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 you're starting over. see i feel like a like new moon like i'm, I'm kind of back into it but i am just like i can tell like by the level of my my rage while riding a bicycle and wanting, <laughs> and wanting to run over like groups of young german girls like taking up two or three on the bike road. i was like there's a fucking system like yeah. we're in germany okay oh, I love that. you don't you don't know people on the left girl are going faster people on the right are going slower i don't yes. care if it's an escalator or bike lane it, fucks me up and i get so angry and it's always right before that so like my level of rage if it's at like at a 10 or 11 Mm -hmm. i'm like i know exactly what's you're that's that's when you're about to get your period yeah Yeah, i'm like peak bitch and i am aggressive in public spaces yes me too i have flicked off people on the u-bahn i hear that's illegal i do that too i've done that i I was walking and this was definitely whilst i like just after i i'd I'd lost my egg um (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> every we talk about ritual. I name it in a ritual every month. <laughs> oh my god! Imagine if you I'd named lost, the I'd egg lost Dina. every month. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> That's Car- horrible. I don't. Yeah. And it's but it's also yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I think that's a bad idea, but it's a real bad it's idea. Funny. It's it, funny. It's yeah. funny. Like there's there's a premise there. It's a, it's a there's premise. There's some sort of premise there. But yeah. I was I was walking at the. It was definitely just after I had lost my whilst I had realized whilst realizing <laughs> I had lost my egg, I went to get on the train and this guy closed the doors. Wow. And it sent me like I was just like I gave him the right, finger super right. hard and just like walked off into the, another door. I just lost a baby, you fucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. I'm dealing with loss. <laughs> I'm dealing with loss here. Yeah, but it's, it is really... Show them st- your ovaries. Show them. <laughs> yeah, see these? They're bleeding. Not yet. They're not bleeding yet. But yeah, it's uh, it's great. Like, And it's it's. I've been tracking my period now for um, three and a half years with okay. Clue. And uh, and yeah, and realizing that it's right after ovulation that I am my most volatile. Like Maybe I- that means... <laughs> maybe that means you were born to bear children Anna. Yeah. just kidding no because i don't i don't feel like i don't like i've never nothing has ever the clock has been off forever like i was just this little what do girl you mean the clock has been off forever like i was never one of those little girls who ever fantasized ever about having children that mm. was just not in my my biology i mean you could you could chalk it up to like you know family dynamics not being so great but I, I do think there's something there where it's like hormonal, where at some point you're like baby. And I felt more nurturing in my life, like, mm-hmm. you know, taking care of children, mm-hmm. um, even doing mental health stuff and developing like a capacity for being very nurturing and like loving and deep. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. definitely possess that. But the whole like wanting to actually have children has never been a part of any Anything. impulse in me. And still no. Still no. Never. That's I wish... Like I, I would like that, <laughs> yeah. um, but it's been definitely on my mind since uh, I was about 25 where I was like, hmm, I think like my body wants this, but I, and then I had to really like, I, I it spent a lot of time thinking about it, whether or not it is something I want. And, um, and it, yeah. And then informed a few of my breakups. Cause I was like, if I do want kids, this guy should not be a father. Right. And uh, and then it also is the reason why I was so, like I was really interested in working with kids when I realized that was something that could give me stability in Germany mm-hmm. because um, I felt like I wanted them, but it was like, am I good with them? Right. And then working with them, I was like, I am really good with kids. Like not to yeah. brag, but like I, yeah. I, I've got a lot of love and they <laughs> feel it and like that energy, like yeah. I... I feel like I had a good rapport with all yeah. like 85 kids in the ki- I kindergarten. I got the biggest nipples. I'm good with kids. <laughs> <laughs> you heard oh, it. You hear it. You heard it here first. <laughs> oh my god! This Anna's is not an advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> this is an advertisement. Just kidding. No, it's oh, fine. Shit. You're wonderful. Oh no! <laughs> but just like objectively, big nipples and good with kids. All right. right. Just. <laughs> That's, uh, I'm, I'm it's blushing. It's I'm good, embarrassed. It's a great combination. And I'm just teasing you because, like, you're wonderful and, like, amazing <laughs> in all the ways. Oh, man. But it would make it so much simpler if I didn't want kids. Like, then I'd just be like, all right, cool. Focusing on my comedy career. Focusing right, right, on, right. Like, you know, like, and, and I'm 34, you know, like, um, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried right now. But it would just, like, hearing yeah. you say that you've never had that urge. Yeah. Uh, that, that drive. It's like, oh, I'm a bit envious. Right. You could you could freeze your eggs. It's about four thousand 
euro. Ooh, about that. Yeah, about that. Actually, I heard uh, it was someone from the UK that did it. It was four thousand pounds. Jesus. So it's like Christ. that's a comfortable five five k. Right. You and know, I don't have that. Right. I, I will say like, and maybe it is a different thing, like biology body. Like I have had the, the impulse to nurture and I've thought about adopting because for some reason totally. there's there's a big part of me that just loves the shit out of someone who's been dealt shit in life because I, mm -hmm. I resonate with that. Mm -hmm. And so there's a deep need for me to help people in a nurturing, healing way. But mm -hmm. I already do that. You It'd know? be great if you could um, get but, paid to adopt. Like that could be a job. I think I think you can in some places, but I don't. Yeah, I'm not gonna look into it again. That that's a full time thing, so I'm not seriously considering it. But that would be like I would like instead of having my own kid, like I would t like you know like getting a dog, but getting paid to get that. Dog. <laughs> this sounds terrible. Oh, like God. if you know, like being a parent for someone, you could get folks, paid folks, by the if state. If you have a kid around that you want to kind of get rid of, Anna's a great like dog sitter, and she's got big old titties. <laughs> She'll do, she'll do great. The titties aren't big. It's just the nipples. Come on. Come on. It's like a third. What are we talking it's percentage like third, wise? Like, like a third, a third nipple. Five sixths. Yeah, I'd how, say it's like a third nipple. It? Like, okay, okay. Yeah, no, it's pretty. Have, have you ever seen someone, okay, so one of the biggest asshole I dated actually had a third nipple. <gasps> I'm meeting, I'm hearing, like there's, a lot. There's, there's someone that I know in Berlin that has a third nipple. I can never remember who it is. Right. I think oh, there's two people. There's really? two people with third nipples. They yeah. should probably get together. No, they I'm should just kidding. They should and be like, we should and make fun of it. It's just like but you know it's not body it's, it's just, just interesting. interesting it is interesting it was like a little thing i where was it was it under it was kind of like in like the the abdomen like you know rib cage area did it give them um stimulation like could they were i don't they stimulated know by it? i only fucked them once and i i, I i'd think... have been all over that thing right you would have been like you just got you would have suckled on in <laughs> dude i would have been like flicking weird? it and he also had like a really long it. beard so i was like really playing with that and stuff like i'm not a beard like, person is there a fourth one but i was just yeah i was like digging around <laughs> I like made a nest in there and I just like I love beards. I oh, yeah. I love I love body hair actually. I do like I do like some body hair. I'm not mm. gonna lie, like chest hair. I like 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 rubbing Ugh. my fingers into that fucking shit. That's exciting. It's so much fun to play with. Yeah. I find hair so much like the the guy that I was seeing had the most beautiful like the softest armpit hair. Like I would just <laughs> pat it. To, until I noticed him uncomfortable <laughs> with how impressed I was. But I was like, don't ever change this. Yeah. Like it's my little pony. Yeah, it was <laughs> dude, it was the softest hair. It was like it was like a baby's hair. Wow. It was so beautiful and soft wow. and like this blonde, blonde, like almost wow. gym, but blonde. It was uh, yeah, That's... I love a chest. I am happy with back hair. I like yeah. and beards. Like for a long time, like every guy that I was ever with had like yeah, big be beards. beards. Butthole hair? Oh yeah, I don't care. That's fine. Like I, I'm happy with a guy. Like yeah. if I'm gonna suck balls, right? You got to be cool with a lot of things. Then it's it's like it's usually yeah. they're just a bit sweatier when they've got hair, and so usually right. the the flavor profile of a <laughs> of a hairy ball sack, right? It's a I, bit I see, more intense. I'm a bit more particular about my hair. Like I love good chest hair, but like the whole shoulder hair thing, mm -hmm. I get kind of gross by that. Which is like it. okay. it's not really fair. And I maybe if I was with like a person and I was really sexually attracted to them i would grow to enjoy it but historically but you, probably, you might not be sexually attracted to them no not because with the, of that. not yeah not with the shoulder hair and i'm not like a beard person with that guy it was kind of kind of hot again mm -hmm. it just depends like it, it depends on the, depends the charge on, yeah it the, depends the on the charge chemistry. yeah yeah i like yeah like i just don't have and i wonder if there's a part of me that's like 
I like body hair because that means that they can't say shit about mine. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, you want me to shave? Look at that. Look yeah. at that back. Like, yeah, totally. Oh, man. Like, I... No, but, like, I I remove my body hair because, I don't know, like, I'm just not mm. strong enough to um, deal with the criticism, um, really. That's, I, that's where I'm at. I started shaving my legs when I was in third grade. Me too. Yeah. I started shaving my legs... Not third, I think it was when I was in grade six, so a few right. years later. But I was self conscious about my upper lip, my my mustache, because yep. my brother used to tell me I had a had a mustache. So I started waxing that also when I was like twelve. Yeah, yeah, twelve. Yeah, that's young to be like I'm gonna go through pain to yeah. to to feel okay. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, I like Horrible. actually. I do it now for myself, and and that was when I was in third yeah. grade too. And you know, I actually give my mom a lot of credit for allowing me to because that was a choice. That was something that I wanted to do. The mustache thing was felt kind of shamey but with the legs i i really wanted to feel smooth and clean and i still to this day i love it that's one feminine thing i love yeah my leg hairs are just i because i've been if i'd never shaved Mm -hmm. i would love to go back it's such a lame use of time travel but i would love to go back in time (laughs) and just not remove any of my body hair and and then fast forward to like you know when i'm 25 and see how that would look and i don't the thing is the way that my leg hairs grow um now it's like they're just really sparse straight long black hairs like they're not it's not versus soft and fuzzy and versus like soft like like tapered you know like like that really you know like that soft armpit hair that that guy has you know like just that really just soft yeah light Mm -hmm. fair you know ended um wispy right you know i would love that but that they are really like like a you know like a chinaman's beard but like super sparse (laughs) like like a Chinaman going through chemo because they're just like oh, really no. not. folks if you know a Chinaman going through chemo please do not be offended no no, no totally I agree I agree I, but like he would agree <laughs> yeah he'd be annoyed he'd be like that is my like almost like like a he- head of yes. hair where it's like it's, it's different just, it's I, just yeah so I do like removing my leg hairs I do like when I have my yeah you know super like like soft you know bald legs i think my bald legs do look lovely well and they and the hairy legs can look lovely too like i have a friend from like 10 years back um back in minneapolis who's been doing it for years and years and years and years and it got back to that soft point and it's hot like that's her whole thing like her husband's like fuck you know it's like Mm -hmm. to bring it back to different types of attraction like Mm -hmm. into it and she loves it she just feels like the fucking best with that shit yeah it takes a while to get it back yeah and i only did it for like um it was a year and a bit it was like it was a, a solid year of of not removing my leg hair and um and i really enjoyed like i felt very empowered and i loved feeling the wind Mm. like like <laughs> breeze through the hairs like the way you can feel the wind on your on your legs when you have leg hair is something That's entirely beautiful. different it's like <laughs> just meditating into a field yeah, yeah it's just like you can like hear the grass but it's your leg hairs you know it's... <laughs> yeah but no no no. it's fine it's fine I but like yeah it. i do want a, a big hairy man that would be nice at some point i like i like both i mean i like baby face like little kind of queerish baby face like big i'll have all kinds of tastes it depends on that charge exactly i agree which right now there's no no charges Mm. yeah just unhealthy charges in my vicinity at this point but you know charges towards other things in your life that are going really that are going fucking lovely 
lovely, lovely Lily, lovely Lily. Um, all right, let's um, we let's ask. Do you have anything that you uh, meditated on that is um, very specifically within the realm <sighs> of adults only? And if you don't, that's cool. Uh, no, I think well, some of the stuff we already kind of talked about. Yeah. Think, yeah. Nips. Yeah. Big nips. Nip. Yeah, sexual attraction to yeah, funny people. Um. Yeah. Oh, how's your how's your bisexuality? Because I, I was on the train. Uh, how's my bisexuality? Yeah, yeah, I was on the train last night. Last night, yeah. night before last, and this woman got on, and she had this very. I was just very attracted to her, mm. um, and I don't have this that often. Like I think it's once every, maybe once every every six, maybe once a year, I see a woman that I'm like, mm-hmm. ooh, and it speaks to my clitoris and. Uh, <laughs> And I'm like, I want, and I feel very much in those moments. I, I definitely feel um, uh, my, I don't know, like a dude vibe in me that right. I want to, and I yeah. pursue it. And I've yeah. pursued a few women. And yeah. like, there was one woman once at one of my shows, she was there with her boyfriend and I did not give a shit about that boyfriend. I like at one point, like I was contemplating asking her to come into the toilet cubicle with me. Like that's where I was at on it. And it she was strong. Yeah. It was very strong. And I have, I, I, it's the occasional woman that really like, there's a charge for me. There's like yeah. an animal charge in me. And I feel very much like the more of the, um, like lesbians don't need to have like the more masculine one or whatever, but right. I, I definitely feel this, strong lesbian vibe yeah. in me of like yeah. mm, and i feel like totally. the dude dude yeah. in that dynamic yeah. yeah i'm i'm not i'm not attracted to i don't know anyway yeah. she, and she was this woman was a bit androgynous she had this very like scandinavian kind of structured face or just like maybe eastern european i don't know blonde very tall there was something quite masculine in her structure actually right. but yet i felt duty in that right. moment right um Dude, like duty sounds like like, like pooey, <laughs> and and so it was cool Got feeling so excited that. I made a duty. <laughs> it's doo-doo, baby. When I see a pretty girl, I get nervous and take a shit. <laughs> Luckily, it's just once a year. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so like I do, uh, I do feel like I. Yeah, I don't feel like it's a it's a accurate description of my sexuality to say that I'm bisexual, but I definitely yeah. do get attracted to women every once in a blue moon, yeah, yeah. and it's very strong. And I haven't had the opportunity to act on it. Yep. Um, yeah. Like there, there was yeah there was another person who I was really into, but I never acted on. And uh, yeah, and I, because I found out she was too young, really, and okay. I was like, okay, I'm not. Well, it's confusing when you don't act on it because I, I have distinct points in my life, mostly in my early 20s, with two particular women friends that I, I can identify. And we mm-hmm. were all just like, you know, we would go to the, her art gallery and smoke a lot of weed and like hang out. Like things were like very like open. Um, there was before some of the other whatever strong connections, like real mm-hmm, strong mm-hmm. connections. And there was two women that I, I know I was attracted to, but I didn't think. I don't think at the time I really had like words or understanding for like mm-hmm. what that was. Mm-hmm. And it's only now actually, we're talking like maybe six months to a year ago that I was like, I feel like I was really attracted to this this, this woman. And I sh- mm-hmm. like, you know, I did a weird thing just for my own personal experiment, not because I was trying to reach out, but I looked at this woman's Facebook profile and I was like, yeah, I'm like attracted to the, like genuinely yeah, attracted to, to check her. in if you were still feeling like that. And yeah. I was like, yeah, there is something there. And, and it's only probably happened less than five times with different people there was also this with this person that i had met when i was doing mental health work and we crossed paths for like two seconds and mm-hmm. it was a, a very unexpected thing where i felt a charge so 
Um, yeah, it still happens, but it's not very often. There's, yeah. Like, it's like years Why? between, years between. Why is it like, it's interesting because it's not like there are more, you know, men than women. And it's not like, it's, yeah, it's just strange that it's so very strange. Like I'm, I, I can be very quickly drawn to a man. Yeah. And regularly, like different men. You know? yeah. <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of hundreds to get that percentage down to the bad experiences. You got to pick the good ones. Yeah. 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 But then the woman is like, yeah. and I also have a th- like, yeah, it's, yeah, real, this, yeah. this, this, this it's, other type. Um, so now I used to think it was only with um, women of Asian descent. Oh. So that was <laughs> Anna. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, there was a, yeah, it was a, there was a Indonesian girl that I was very attracted to in high school. Yeah. And then, um. And then later there was a Japanese woman and then, um, yeah. And then, uh, there was this one yeah. at this bar who I can't even remember really. Like she was like very different, like blonde and this oh, different, yeah. this very different look. And then this yeah. woman last night, the, two nights ago, who was like blonde, um, kind of this, yeah, like, I don't know, like Estonian or Polish, like a very kind of like elvish, wow. but masculine elvish. She was right. wearing a mask. Like, I don't even right. know. She might have had like really <laughs> fucked up teeth. Might have been Orlando Bloom, you know? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Levels. So it's like, okay, so I've now got these like two different, um, yeah. yeah, which is interesting, types. Which is same with, with men actually. But, but yeah, to, to what you were saying, like you felt more like the masculine, like mm. the women that I'm thinking of were mm. very like feminine uh, this woman mm. was was uh like part puerto rican and she was very like sweet and sweet like she oh, i mean everyone was in love with her right mm-hmm. but I, I i definitely was and i did feel like you know even just in physical stature i was you know the, the taller and the more mm-hmm. but I, I felt that way um yeah i don't know yeah i'm interested to see like i am absolutely not not absolutely not close to it i feel like the last five years of relationships i'm like I'm not a triggered lesbian, you know, like, I, like, it's not like I've just had so many bad, like, I haven't been traumatized or any, well, I've definitely been traumatized, but it's like, I still am very attracted to men, but I would yeah. really like to, I'm like, I'm really open to a relationship with a woman if, when I have that charge and if something happened, right. I think that would be so interesting to yeah. experiment with. Yeah, absolutely. And even maybe well, even... Experience, not experiment. Like, it doesn't have to be like, ooh, ooh, right. just from afar, but, like, no. And ooh, I've never had the that. experience where I've been the more masculine because mm. well there was one woman that was more like tomboy gender bendy that i was attracted to too but but mm-hmm. to, to bring it back to your point like one of the strongest relationships i had was um a man who was very femi like very like people mm. thought he was gay all the time that was just his thing he was yeah. just like he was somewhere on that gender spectrum and it, i just thought it was the hottest fucking thing Me, i've and, been with a lot of men that are like that actually. oh and i just yeah. i loved it and a friend of mine you know turned to me we were working at this queer art space he's like you know you, you guys are in a queer relationship right and i hadn't really thought about it you know i was and i was like interesting like maybe we are you know maybe this interesting i mean this was someone who like straight up like yeah, it was very. He wasn't just being facetious, like he studies queer theory and stuff. But it felt like we were we were playing with these these energy. It's very roles that were mm. different and not not hetero. It's really way. freeing. I feel like the the person that I saw, a very unhealthy relationship in in hindsight. But um, this person that is um, yeah now a, a she, uh, and it was very like she's much more kind of like we could play you know it was more like there was this fluidity between oh i can really be that masculine part of me today or that just like yeah that that different uh, yeah i can i can be that today and then tomorrow i can be super femme but like 
And oh. we could both do that. I want to be the big spoon and the little spoon, yeah. depending on the day. Yeah, exactly. I really want that. Me too. And like, I'm so often the big spoon like, with these like monster manners. Like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you should like, cuddle up. Yeah. Well, that, that I mean, that's that's the gift of like queer culture and queer politics in general is that it opens things up for that type of play. It's yeah. just like a regular part. And I think sometimes yeah, we forget be. when we're in more normative uh, situations that that type of play and fluidity mm. is like, yeah can be a huge part of life in general fucking the universe have you ever used a strap on no but i want to yeah me too really bad really bad but i want to use it with a woman i've decided i don't want to use it yeah. with a man i love watching uh all, i mean all First the off, all the yeah. porn that i like whether it's men or women mm-hmm. queer women or, mm-hmm. or or gay men is 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 generally always queer and so yeah. with the women it, it's involved that and yeah i definitely want that yeah um, yeah, that's definitely the porn that I've been watching more and more is just uh, like lesbian yeah. strap-on stuff. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm into it. Like and gay men too for some reason, but I think with the women more, but I gay men too. I, I mean, I love dicks. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, I, 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 haven't, but, I haven't explored. I've never masturbated to gay porn. Like, Sorry, to male gay porn. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But like just a bunch of lesbian stuff for sure. Yeah, I mean, that can be really strong and powerful. You know, I, there's, mm. there's a place in... Uh, I just feel excluded watching gay men porn. Oh, really? I, think. I feel like there's no place, like, right. without the badge, where okay. where am I in that? There's not enough. It doesn't yeah. reflect me enough. It's, it's more it's more physical. I wouldn't say I'm always a physical person, but I think I'm just responding to that energy uh-huh. rather than seeing myself in the situation. Uh-huh. Okay. Whereas with the women, then I, I could see myself in that situation. I could see myself being with these women. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, the men, I feel like I'm watching something really hot and just responding to that energy. Uh, that okay. makes sense. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely like, yeah, needing to see to myself. Be involved, and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Mm. Which is like, yeah, it's like a different type of, it's not quite like, like, yeah, straight up objectifying, but but it's just like, yeah, watching. Voyeur, watching yeah, it's, voyeur, it's a little more voyeuristic. Yeah, and yeah. then the, the other one with the women is just like, oh, I think I'm going to have a crush on this one. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Very cool. Um, all right. Well, do you have anything you would like to plug? Yes, actually. Yes, please. Um, I don't know. When is this coming out? Sunday. Okay. Cool. So we have time. Um, Hot and Bothered Comedy and Burlesque is coming to Space Medusa on Friday, July 30th. We have an awesome lineup. It, it rotates every month, but we have a few burlesque acts and, and a lot of comedy acts. Um, and that, we yeah, we might open up to, to more different type of comedy too. But for now, it's stand-up and, and burlesque, and it's a nice mix. Mm-hmm. Um, and it worked very well. We sold the house, so if you want to get reservations, do it now. And we're also doing that on September 3rd, which is also a Friday at Space Medusa. Noise, noise, and noise. at some point, dolphin titties, dolphin titties, and puppetry of Anna's uh, massive, massive, massive areolas. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I like that idea for the show. And count me in if you want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Produce that strip comedy or strip comedy. I mean, if you just called it that, that's like a marketing. A boom, man! Like, boom, like how easy yeah. would that easy. be? Easy, yeah. You just cash in your pocket. That's, yeah, man. That's what that is. No fucking Facebook ads. <laughs> no ads. <laughs> just like just, accidentally say just, it. Just whispers. Got yeah, exactly. You say it at a Neukölln bar, and the house is filled. <laughs> Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. All yeah. right, so that has been Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Um, I do have shows. Döner Comedy is back, guys, Wednesdays uh, at, um, it's called Baghdad Restaurant, my 
Ex-Burger oder mein Kreuzburger um, on Schlesische yeah. Straße 2 and then um, and Grindhouse is still going and uh, yeah. yeah so uh, it's been so much fun to have you Tara yeah thank you ooh one more quick thing uh, fourth, fourth Tuesdays we're doing at the wall it's an open mic that is for the comics so experienced and newcomers are welcome show nice. up to sign up and it was amazing talking with you Yes. Cool. So good. So happy. So happy. All right. We will see you next time. Goodbye. Sounds good. Ciao. Ciao.